0: Oh no, I have all the antioxidants in my blood. I'm dying. I think I've made a horrible decision coming here.
1: Welcome to Things That Get Wrong, your general trivia podcast for the healthy dose of internet media things. I'm Ryan Bott.
0: I'm Rachel Miller.
1: I'm Stuart Hopkins.
0: And I uh, might die of heat stroke during this, um, <laughs> during this episode. So uh, yes. keep yours posted for the sirens.
1: You're, you guys you're, th- what sirens the sirens of just you turning into a puddle <laughs> the, the-
0: <Yeah. laughs> and then you calling the police because you don't know who else to call when a human being turns into a puddle
1: Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god the wizard of oz oh yeah. <laughs> that's a good one. that the, the, the wicked witch would melt does this what, mean did that- you call me yeah oh, you would wear that badge with pride and honor <laughs> Wicked Witch I've Chaos. always
0: thought of myself as more of a Glinda.
1: That's true.
2: That's very true. But yeah, you guys, uh, you guys have like window
1: units in your apartment, right? Yeah. Well, not yet. Not no. yet. Oh, yeah, yeah, you should. Right, you should. We live in a small apartment, in an older small apartment, where each year, yeah, each summer or so, we, we get window units put in. Uh, those have not arrived yet. We're, we're out of the safe house and into the heat trap. Oh, my gosh. So safe house was great. Safe house was cool and in the mountain breeze. Now we're back in Chicago summer.
0: <laughs> concrete jungle.
1: I, yep. Concrete jungle where dreams are made of
0: what dreams i thought there was only <laughs> nightmares i don't know
1: alicia keys told talked about them i thought they were dreams They're but that's dreams. in
0: new york
1: not chicago oh these are where nightmares are made of i forgot
0: <laughs> am i i feel like i'm completely off
1: if you like look <laughs> at your <laughs> building in the summer is
2: it just like every window is like window unit window unit window unit oh yeah like, the whole way down yeah <laughs> that's so weird I know (laughs) it's like it just doesn't make sense to me that it's like does that really year after year outweigh the cost of of putting in a central AC unit on the roof? Like I I know that that's expensive, and I know that it's gigantic, and you'd need two like full units to do it. But like, does that really outweigh the cost? I mean, I think the
0: thing is that the building isn't built to have any kind of central thing. So it's a very it's a very old building, and it like it has hot water heat. So, like, it doesn't have any kind of central air thing at all built in. So it would essentially require tearing out the walls of every single apartment in the building.
2: Yeah, that That makes way more sense then. Yeah, that's not happening. Okay.
0: As much as I would love to have the windows completely free in the heat of summer, I'm not opening the windows. (laughs) (laughs) That's just a poor decision.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I actually grew up without air conditioning. I was uh, our we I lived in an old farmhouse wow. growing up and we're also from Chicago. Yeah, well I'm from the suburbs. I'm from the countryside, but so yeah. It's,
0: it's uh, even hotter there
1: where nightmares are made of. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's it's because yeah, it's hotter in the suburbs because you don't get the breeze coming off the lake. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
2: well you get the breeze coming off the cornfields. <laughs> so like there's that. <laughs> but uh
1: <laughs> No, uh, coordinate.
2: yeah, like, uh, yeah, we just, we had an old farmhouse. We had one AC unit in the attic, uh, because my dad had built the attic, which had three bedrooms up there, uh, himself. And so that was like finished properly, you know, with like newer drywall and things like that and insulated properly. So it would actually retain that cold, even though that it was at the top of the house. Mm-hmm. So we just had one window unit up there for the three bedrooms in the hallway, but, uh, the rest of the house was no AC and I didn't have a room in the attic, uh, yeah i mean eventually as i got older we did get a couple more window units and so everybody essentially had one in the room as they as I got older and such but i think it wasn't until uh about seventh or eighth grade that i didn't live with ac i just didn't have it and i always remember going to friends houses and being like oh my god you have air conditioning It's so <laughs> nice and it's just so funny now because i can't imagine a
1: house that didn't that wouldn't have it in some regard Yeah, I mean, growing up in Oklahoma, that's kind of a requirement. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you know.
0: (laughs) I grew up in Colorado, where it's actually the opposite. Where it is rare for a house to have central AC, but you don't need it. Right. Because Colorado's heat and coolness is powered by the sun. And I say this (laughs) in the sense of, if you're in the sun, you might be dying of heat. If you step into the shade of a tree, it's fine. (laughs) <laughs> so if your house is in the shade yeah. like and you open the windows, it should be fine.
2: Yeah. Oh god, it
1: sounds so nice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and
0: then I went to Oklahoma for college and I thought I was going to die.
1: <laughs> at all times in the summer it's kind of <laughs> like sitting at the outside of an AC HVAC unit where it's just blasting hot air at you. It's kind of what it feels like. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> and you're yeah. sitting in a puddle of your own sweat.
1: Gross. It it, it was so gross
0: because Colorado's so dry that it wicks right off you and you can't even really tell you're sweating for a good portion of it. In Oklahoma, you just do nothing and you're just (laughs) the
1: Summertime in the south. Yep.
0: The first time I felt it I was like, I feel like I've made a horrible decision coming here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think that's the state motto.
0: (laughs) state motto of Oklahoma. I think I've made a horrible decision coming here.
2: (laughs) That's Florida.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It's not that bad, but it's it's not that great all the time either. But anyways, what is great is some trivia. Even as we're sweating while we're doing it. Uh, This is the 70th ever episode.
0: Seven! Letter O with a slash through it to send signal it's a zero.
1: Nailed it. Seven... I thought that
0: would come off smoother.
1: No, you pretty much nailed it. 7D. <laughs> I mean, 4D is smell a vision so I don't even know what 7D is. Heaven. Eh. I think it's like that,
2: that pure white space that Squidward goes into. <laughs> in- <laughs>
1: That's 70 for me. I, I bet there's AC there at least. Yeah, I would think so. <laughs> or heat just doesn't exist anymore. Oh, anyways, we have six rounds of wonderful questions for the three of us to answer and five for uh, all the AC points in the world. You could use them right now or lower points or more points. I don't know how it works, but we'll take it. <laughs> uh, so if you're ready, uh, Stu, it is your round. Thank you. All
2: ready. My round is called hybrids. Uh, We are talking about different things that are hybrids. Uh, It's a variety of different topics or, I guess, (laughs) things, right? It's not specifically hybrid plants or hybrid animals or anything like that. Like, it's a combination thereof. So, uh, this one, both of you will answer. Uh, This is a whoever is closer question. Okay. The first mass-produced hybrid car was the Toyota Prius in Japan. The question is... What year was the Prius first released in Japan?
1: In Japan. Okay.
2: All righty. We'll okay. start. With, yeah, we'll start with Ryan then.
1: 2002.
2: Rachel?
0: 2000.
2: Ooh. Wow. I'm surprised that both of you guessed that early. Uh, Rachel is the closest. She's one year off. It's 1999, oh. which I was extremely surprised about.
0: You know what? I remember. Um commercials in the u.s on my public television sometime around 2003
2: yes it came to the states a year or two afterwards uh to Mm. be mass produced so you're actually like right on the money of yeah of that timing nice
1: nice first hybrid car yeah that that
2: was that was mass produced -produced. there are records of hybrid buses and things like that in the 50s like, most of them were all prototypes, right? Like, they were not, like, a commercially available sort of thing. But, like, there was experimentation on this topic for quite some time.
1: Yeah. It which is really cool, but it also sucks that it took this long to get it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, batteries, right? Right, right. I battery technology and... The bus ones were, like, were, were battery or something weird? Like, I don't know, like water pressure propeller, I don't know, something weird.
2: It was, yeah, it did say that it was electric powered uh, to a certain degree, but like, who knows, maybe that it was just like the engine gets kicked on with an, ele-
1: an electric thing or something. <laughs> you know, it, yeah, just it could the, be something kind of like that. I mean, I imagine in the 50s, like, I don't know, you plug it into the house and the bus can only go as far as the cable reaches.
2: Right. <laughs> that sort of deal. Nice. It's two points to Rachel on that one. Question number two. Both being a citrus fruit, a pomelo and a tangerine were crossbred at some point in history to create what well-known fruit? Ryan. Ryan. A pomegranate? That is not correct.
0: No, pomegranates were, um, were used in the Renaissance because people thought they were poisonous as a means to, to attempt to kill people.
2: <laughs> oh no, I have all the antioxidants In my blood
0: <laughs> And then I'm people dying. were surprised when they lived I think I, 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 I'm not sure of the accuracy of this part But people were like Must be witchcraft
1: I mean, <laughs> honestly I, They look I, younger uh, than they did before <laughs> I do have the science to back up That in the renaissance, antioxidants In fear of it was the anti-vax Of today Oh my gosh <laughs> Uh
0: can, Stu, can you um, repeat the question? Yes,
2: absolutely. Both being a citrus fruit, a pomelo and a tangerine were crossbred at some point in history to create what well-known fruit?
0: A pomelo and a tangerine. A blood orange?
2: Hang on a second. I'm con- i In one moment, I'm confirming a detail here.
1: Is it a fruit or a vegetable?
2: I might have wrote down the wrong thing. Oh.
1: I so did. It was a combat.
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I wrote down the wrong fruit for not the answer, but what it was crossed with.
1: were Fra- not you glad you didn't write banana? <laughs> yeah. Uh so this would be uh <laughs> it was a hybrid
2: between a pomelo and a mandarin. And
1: that would be the tangerine. No, it is not the tangerine is not oh. the answer. What? <laughs> Jeez.
2: <laughs> I just I confused Mandarin and uh tangerine.
0: <laughs> I've always thought they were very similar, so I actually for a long part of my life I thought they were actually just synonyms for the same fruit. So I thought
2: the, I thought <laughs> the same thing.
1: I mean, I was thinking Mandarin, but that seemed like even more basic and less hybrid. <laughs> right. So
0: is it a um mellow and a mandarin i can only think of like a blood orange but i have no idea
1: is it a dragon fruit it's not a dragon (sighs) fruit no it's an entirely
0: different kind of fruit (laughs) right
2: yeah it's an entirely different plant entirely different part portion of the world
1: (laughs) is it a papaya (laughs) it's not a papaya
0: also a different part of the world (laughs) this this
1: is i mean this is a citrus fruit (laughs) again let me reiterate orangey glad i didn't say banana i mean you just said it yeah, it is an orange,
2: uh, <laughs> like the common juice orange that we know today, like a navel orange that you receive off the supermarket shelves and stuff, was actually a combination of a pomelo and a mandarin
1: orange. Oh, huh. it, the answer was just orange.
2: Yeah, it was just orange. Oh my god. So sorry, Rachel, I can't give you points for blood orange specifically, because that was a a, a different combination of the classic orange and another fruit, so.
0: Makes sense.
2: Yeah. yeah. I thought that was interesting, though. Like, I mean, there was, there was a lot more uh, variety before. I That's really
1: like, interesting.
2: Right, like our, our, the common navel orange was not, not around for, for super long. Like, we have so much more fruit before that.
1: <laughs> ah, Orangey glad I didn't just stick with orange.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no points on that one. Jumping over to question number three. These are a hybrid between two strains of the same species. They look like inverted strawberries, and they have white flesh and red seeds, but the taste is completely different, though its name is a dead giveaway to what it tastes like. What is this fruit? Hmm.
1: I feel like I can picture it. Can you vaguely draw it? I mean, I, it kind of looks like a strawberry. I think.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's very close. But what's the name of it? It's inverted, right? So, I mean, it, it basically is a strawberry, but it has white flesh and red seeds.
0: So, here's the thing: I saw seeds for sale of this yesterday on and Etsy. you didn't
2: buy them. Oh, on <laughs> They're Etsy, in okay, thought... They're in my cart. They're in my
0: cart. They're in my cart. I haven't bought anything yet, and but what... um. They actually just called them white strawberries.
2: <laughs> no way. No <laughs> yeah, way. Yeah, they
0: did. I, yeah, they did.
2: It's, uh... So, um... I have I can't, no idea. I can't help. <laughs> uh, okay, well, then I'll do a hint then. Yeah, so they're more, uh, they're more commonplace in the UK, though their flavor is something of a tropical fruit.
0: Um, Rachel? Rachel. It's a passion fruit?
2: It's not a passion fruit, no. This is I mean, it is definitely a hybrid fruit. It is not a typical one, uh, but it's you, you, you still might run into it or you might run into the seeds on Etsy.
1: <laughs> I have no idea.
2: Uh, this would be a pineberry. Uh, they taste distinctly like pineapple, even though they are literally strawberries. Oh, which I've always wanted to try them. I've seen them a couple of different places, and I regret never grabbing them. Yeah. I, yeah, I've I've looked into these more and more throughout the years. I definitely want to get some and cultivate them because it just sounds so darn cool.
1: So pine berry as in pineapple, you said, so it still tastes very juicy, not because you said like what, like white skin. So I would assume it's it just wouldn't be very I assumed it was going to be like taste kind of like a pine cone. Or oh, a pine yeah. tree, <laughs> Like very just earthy and nothing there.
2: Right. No, it's uh yeah, no, it's very juicy. Tastes like a pineapple. Looks like a strawberry that's like you know, invert. Like hmm. it's it's very weird, right? Like red seeds, white flesh, uh, you know, still has like the green leaves up top and everything, but tastes like a
1: pineapple. Interesting. Wow. I try yeah, they
0: just labeled it as white strawberry, which I mean I guess is <laughs> easier to if, sell than trying to describe to americans why it SEO. looks just like a strawberry but it's called a pine
1: <laughs> right
2: <laughs> let me know if you order those seats because I, 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 I if
0: voila. i order seats i will order an extra packet because it just makes sense thanks and i'll give them to you
2: cool nice uh no points on that one either uh question number four the final question of the round them crooked vultures is an alternative rock band consisting of three members who have all been in multiple famous bands the band was formed in 2009 and is still creating music to this day name two bands that any of the members are from ryan ryan
1: uh dave Grohl from foo fighters and uh, I forget his name, but the guy from Queens of the Stone Age
2: that is correct. Yes, Josh Holm. Josh Holm, yeah, yes. Uh, Queens of the Stone Age, and he, I can't pronounce the name of the band KYUSS KUSS, uh, I think. And then, yeah, John Paul Jones of Led Zeppelin, and David Grohl of Foo Fighters, and Nirvana.
1: Nice. Oh my god, I forgot it's John Paul Jones, <laughs> yeah,
2: right. I know, like, I was looking at it and I was like, oh, yeah, like, I know that that's like a really good one, but I didn't realize that, yeah, holy shit! Led Zeppelin, yeah. Nice. Two points to Ryan on that one. Cool. And that actually ends uh, the round of hybrids.
1: Ooh. That well, a nice hybrid score. I don't know what that means, but two <laughs> points to myself, two points to Rachel. Stu technically just holding down the uh, electric-powered fort. Woo! <laughs> Solar panels on that. And yes. uh, Rachel, it is your turn.
0: Okay. Um, so, my two rounds tonight, I've kind of classified one into hopefully one that is pretty easy and one that might be impossible um Sweet. this first round is the harder one
1: maybe a hybrid of the two
0: <laughs> um i want you to picture bugs bunny right now as i go no
2: <laughs> that's one of my favorite memes too by the way
0: <laughs> no did you guys know that was actually my first word And it wasn't, like, even emphatic. It was just a casual. My parents like, okay. I was, like, in my high chair or something. Okay, Rachel, time to go. And it was just a casual. No.
1: (laughs) 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 Checks out. That's awesome, yeah.
0: Apparently, it set the tone for my entire childhood. (laughs) 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 Um, okay. So, the first one, the first three questions, um... I actually, so I was kind of browsing the internet, looking for ideas for rounds, and I ran across a list um, by a website about Oscar-winning movie menus. So it's recipes inspired by Oscar-winning films. Oh. So for the, um, the first three questions, I'm going to give you what Oscar they won, kind of some fun puns on the movie itself, and then um, the recipes associated with it.
1: Ooh, I like this. And her. that's all going
0: to be in one go, and you're going to have to tell me the movie. For the last one, that will have its own special instructions. Okay. 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 Question number one. The winner of the best vi- visual, excuse me, the nominee for best visual effects in 2013 it involves a large cast of characters which crashes into somebody's cozy home before going off in an adventure to recover lost property. Associated with this movie are beef chuckeye roast, roasted potatoes with fresh herbs, and popovers. Stew. Go ahead, Stew.
2: Is this ratatouille?
0: It is not Ratatouille. Oh
2: man, cuz the crashing into somebody's cozy home uh, definitely made <laughs> me think that.
0: And um, remember this was the bet of nominee for best visual effects. Ryan. Go ahead, Ryan.
1: The Avengers?
0: It is not the Avengers.
1: What were the foods again?
0: It was beef chuck eye roast, roasted potatoes with fresh herbs and popovers.
1: Popovers doesn't ring a bell. Um, I mean, potatoes—the only thing I can think of—is *The Martian*, but I don't think that was with fresh herbs. I have a second guess.
0: Okay, for one point.
1: Is this *The Hobbit*?
0: It is the Hobbit.
1: Oh. Ryan,
0: you disappoint me. Well,
1: I was like, clearly, <laughs> no, no, nope, there's
0: no explanation. Clearly, there's no explanation for not knowing the potatoes reference. Right. Not I was going to say,
2: it was your inflection on potatoes that
1: gave it away.
0: I did potatoes. that purposefully. I knew Stu could get it, Ryan. I was like, we talk about this all the time. No, I, I
1: just, I, I was only thinking Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Hobbit <laughs> Toe, tatties. Tatties. tatties Boil them,
0: <laughs> mash them Stick them in the stew Remember your potatoes on this show
1: I was trying to do a service to you By pretending The Hobbit didn't exist As a movie
0: <laughs> But it did exist as a book And as an Oscar nominee
1: And as an animated film <laughs> <from> <laughs> and, a- and as, as an, movie an animated film
0: Which <laughs> is a classic And should be protected it's special in its own way okay question number two in emanating the star character of this movie's journey to culinary greatness in her favorite place in the world where this movie also won best actress nominee in 2010 you might find recipes for herb and lemon roast chicken Potato greta with Gruyere and apple tart tatin. Ryan, go ahead, Ryan.
1: I don't know the actual name of it, but it's the it's the biopic one of Julia Child's Joy of Cooking. I assume I'm it's just called you, Joy of Joy of Cooking.
0: I'm going to give you one point for there because you did get the movie; you just didn't get the title.
1: I don't know what the title is.
0: It's Julia and Julia.
1: Oh, oh, who's the second Julia? julia
0: uh i believe it's uh amy adams but it's it's what it's somebody who's following julia child's cookbook.
1: obviously who's the the second julia it's julia duh (laughs) (laughs) how could you be so naive (laughs) sorry rachel has a legitimate answer (laughs) no in in the like is there
0: yeah that was the answer
1: No, no, I know. There's another woman
0: named Julia who's on her own personal journey who's following the joy of cooking. So it's like a two-line story. I see. You're watching Julia Child learn cooking, but also in the modern day you have a woman named Julia following the joy of cooking.
1: Gotcha. Okay. I I didn't know if like Julia Child's mother or daughter was also named Julia or something like that. That makes sense. On the same page. I know emphatically that Julia is Julia. (laughs)
0: Okay, question. <laughs> I am so happy, you know, Julia is Julia. I hope you find the joy of these questions. Um,
1: joy of cooking, the, yeah.
0: The joy of trivia. Um, question number three. This movie won um, won best costume design in two thousand and eleven, and in the film, you might go small to big, to bigger, and through the looking glass. And as you're going through to the recipes, you go from small, to big, to bigger, as you try your calming herbal tea, your apricot, ginger, and walnut tea bread, and the very best vanilla cake. And that is actually the title of the cake. Ryan. Go ahead, Ryan.
1: Alice in Wonderland?
0: It is Alice in Wonderland. Was the live action with Johnny Depp?
1: Oh, nice! I didn't hate that. Yeah, I, I watched I, it on an airplane. I saw it a handful I don't of think times. It was
0: bad. You yeah, know, it's kind of hard to interpret Lewis Carroll's drug-induced books. <laughs> um. <laughs> you
1: no, know, the Mad Hatter is the Mad Hatter.
0: Okay, for question number four, I'm going Sorry. to ne-
1: <laughs> sorry, sorry
2: Rachel. It just like took I don't know why like it didn't process in my brain what you just said. But there was like a full 30 second delay on that laugh. I'm so sorry Rachel, I interrupted you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're totally fine. Um for question number 4, I'm looking for I'm going to give you several famous dishes in several different movies. I'm not going to name you the movies. But these dishes are so emblematic of the movies that if you know the movies, if you know the dishes, you'll know the movies. It's kind of a, it's, they're central points in the movies.
1: So are there um, multiple
0: questions here? No, it is one question. I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to list the dish. Okay. D- list several dishes, and you're going to tell me the director.
1: Oh, oh God. Oh, God. Okay.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, no, you, you can get this, too. <laughs>
2: sure <laughs> but let's do this no i'm excited though
0: ramen a restaurant stall breakfast cooked on a cast iron over a difficult fire oh and herring and pumpkin pie <laughs>
1: Ryan, do oh man
0: okay i heard you both at the same time so i'm gonna give you each a chance ryan
1: all right. I don't actually know this 100%, but I'm just assuming because it's you and Stu, it's Ohio Miyazaki.
0: Stu?
2: Yeah, I had Hayao Miyazaki as well.
0: Okay, right, two points to both of you.
1: <laughs> Sweet. So
0: this one was special in the sense that if you know anything about Hayao Miyazaki films, you know that food is absolutely central. Yeah. And these dishes are huge parts of it. Like, there's huge, like, scenes focusing on the food. So if you put all of them together, you should be able to immediately go right there.
2: I've actually seen montages of all of like the clips from Miyazaki films with the food and like the close-ups and stuff and like it just looks so darn good. (laughs) Like it really does. The animation's spectacular on it.
0: Absolutely. Fully agree.
1: When you started describing these I was really hoping there would be a back alley food stall with the cast iron under Charmander's tail on fire. (laughs) <laughs> it would have been a Pokemon movie. Because that was one of my favorite parts.
0: I wouldn't have been able to list multiples though.
1: <laughs> Fair. And I have no idea who directed that, but
0: That's Other also than a problem.
1: The director. Obviously. <laughs> obviously.
0: You're not wrong, <laughs> but surprisingly, you're also not right.
1: All right <laughs> Technically uh,
2: correct is the best correct.
0: But it facts. won't get you the points. <laughs> All right. I need actual correctness.
1: Uh, <laughs> Rachel with two, Stu with three, myself with seven. Whoa. Uh, going into my round. Uh, this is collective group nouns. So we've done collective animals and stuff in the past. Uh, this has some animals, but also just some general collective groups. Ooh. So uh, I'll give you a little sentence uh, with the question, and you just have to give me uh, the answer. The answer is the answer.
0: <laughs> Couldn't God, be any more simple. <laughs> the right okay. one.
1: It's true. <laughs> Two points to Rachel.
0: Yay. Not. I'm writing it down.
1: Nope.
0: Don't no take backsies. No. Don't no. Yeah, no take, take backsies. Back. There
2: There is a strict no point reduction
1: rule on this show <laughs>
2: that, that yeah. was put in place.
0: i get two points ryan no take backsies
1: there's an amendment
0: (laughs) no you don't get a unilaterally amend
1: (laughs) (laughs) question number one i get two points (laughs) no what animal group could be considered a stand or even better a flamboyance Rachel. Uh, i'm gonna let you both write it down or lock in uh rachel
0: Flamingos.
1: Stew. Flamingos. Alright, two points to each of you. Sweet. There's your two points. A stand, which I think is ironic, or a flamboyance. It'd be a stand of flamingos, a flamboyance of flamingos. Uh two points to both of you. Question number two. What modern exercise company is also the name of a pack of bikes in a competitive bike race? Rachel. Rachel.
0: Peloton.
1: It'd be a Peloton. Ice work. Yep. Peloton, just like I that. get four
0: points for that. <laughs> what are you
1: talking about?
0: <laughs> I get my two points.
1: Speed bonus. <laughs> you get nothing. You get question number three. What is? I thought I got co- nothing. <laughs> <laughs> what is the collective name given to the nine goddesses of creative arts in Greek mythology?
0: Rachel. Oh. Rachel. The muses.
1: The muses. it's true.
0: i muse on that.
1: I'm not amused. <laughs> not amused. No, you're not. There's only nine. <laughs> <laughs> so, Are no. you
0: also a goddess, too? Stu? Stu no. is a goddess. He's wonderful.
1: No. Stu no might way. be a goddess.
0: I think stew is goddess of gardens and plants and everything wonderful not,
2: i'm not that great with plants i mean i love them but i'm not that great with them <laughs> i appreciate the sentiment
1: all right question number four what was the unrecognized state up through the 1960s and 70s that encapsulated modern day zimbabwe and zambia zimbabwe and zambia were a Territory name and unrecognized state up through the nineteen sixties and seventies by what name? A little hard.
2: This is geography and history.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the name is the name. <laughs> Any guesses?
0: No, not I can't with, remember it. Yeah, this not would without. be
1: Rhodesia.
0: Ah, oh, oh. that's what it was. I knew it started with an R, but I couldn't place it.
1: Yeah, modern day Zimbabwe and Zambia, uh, very close to Southern Africa. Rhodesia might have been technically territory. I'm not sure how those landlines divided over time, but uh, Rhodesia. All right. Scores at halftime are myself with seven, Stu with five, and Rachel with eight points. She knows her group names.
0: Does that include my two points?
1: No, it does not. (laughs) (laughs) Rachel with (laughs) 10.
0: Ryan has six points. Full? He's lost his point.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No. Because now
0: we can apparently engage and take backseas, so... (laughs) God.
1: (laughs) We have engaged and take backseas. You brought this on yourself. It is your turn. Thanks, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> all
2: righty uh my second round is what's known as the orange round another piece of the color uh or the rainbow spectrum of different colored hey. rounds uh, yeah so this is the orange round these are orange, glad
1: it's finally the orange round
2: all right <laughs> i wanted to put the orange <laughs> question in this one but then i was like no i want to do hybrids instead question number one Bill Watterson is credited as, the, as creating the quote-unquote last great newspaper comic. Starting in 1985 and ending in 1995, Watterson sought to use the medium as a form of art, setting up interesting questions, perspective, and thoughts rather than simple jokes. The comic features a young boy and his anthropomorphic, anthropomorphic friend. What was the name of his orange friend? Rachel. Oh, I heard them both. So write it down, and we'll go with Rachel first. Hobbs, Ryan. Hobbs. That's correct. Calvin and Hobbs. <laughs> Such a good comic. Uh huh. Oh, One it's of, wonderful. <laughs> like literally the best. Garfield can can eat it. <laughs> also orange. <laughs> also orange. I highly considered, but I went with a more superior orange comic uh, feline <laughs> character.
1: <laughs> Boy, yeah. There's a couple, aren't there? Yeah. There's actually a
2: couple. <laughs> Nice. Two points to both of you. And we're on to question number two. We all love pumpkins in some form. Jack-o'-lanterns pie, pumpkin coffee. But do you know what country pumpkins are native to?
1: Ryan. Ryan. Oh, crap. No, it's apples. Um, there's a whole thing about how ap- Al- Alton Brown says, apples aren't even American. They're from Kazakhstan. That's what Rachel,
0: I'm, I'm gonna buzz in because Ryan doesn't America. know the answer. <laughs> They're
1: from America. <laughs> Which country? U.S.
2: of A. Okay, uh, that is not correct, Rachel.
0: I was gonna say uh, Mexico.
2: That is correct, actually. Oh, I guess if you wanted to go on paper, yeah, like Southern Texas area uh, could be considered part of the origin but northern mexico is definitely yeah i was astonished that's why i was like all right i gotta put this in because this is just too cool yeah uh native to uh northern mexico pumpkins
1: whoa i always assume pumpkins to be like very cold weather yeah i thought so too i thought so too also they're one of the
2: oldest cultivated uh like fruits or like plants that we've had whoa Whoa.
1: i mean they're technically are they berries? Technically, the
0: squash. I think squash. they're in the squash family.
1: Yeah, they're right. They're in the squash family. Are they similar? I mean, I guess not, as you just said. That, but are they similar to cactus in any way? Because of that?
0: No, they're not. They're not succulents. Cacti are succulents. Yeah, they're vi- they grow okay. on vines, like any kind of squash or cucumbers or.
1: Right. It seems so weird. I. It feels like they have to be like cold weather temperate. I felt the same way. I was. They very They like lots thrown of sun and it. lots of water. Yeah. Interesting. Nice. Two
2: points to Rachel on that one. Question number three. Finn, spelled F-I-N-N, is an orange mascot with sunglasses and a cheery, can-do attitude. What brand is Finn the mascot for? Oh. Can you repeat it? Sure. Finn, spelled F-I-N-N, is an orange mascot with sunglasses and a cheery, can-do attitude. What, it, what brand is Finn the oh. mascot for? Ryan. Ryan. Goldfish. <laughs> that is correct. Oh jeez. <laughs>
1: Goldfish crackers. I wasn't sure if anybody knew that thing's name. <laughs> I did not. I was thinking of like first I thought tiger, maybe just because right. of Hobbes, and then I thought like dolphin, and then it just went from there. Nice, nice. Two
2: points to Ryan. Question number four and the final question of my round. The three properties closest to the jail in Monopoly are orange. Name any one of
1: these three properties. Ryan. Ryan, uh, uh, Tennessee Avenue. Wow! Yeah, no, that's one (laughs) of them. Nice. (laughs) Saint James Place, New York Avenue, and Tennessee Avenue. I was thinking Virginia in my head, which I think is pink, and I was also thinking Saint Charles at first, and then I remember that that's pink, not orange. So yeah, I thought Saint Charles was light blue. Yeah, Saint Charles is light blue. Oh, is it? Yeah, yep. I could have sworn it was the magenta pink one on that same side.
0: No, because there's
1: not so. a town around me called St. Charles, and I
2: always remember yeah. like
1: looking at it, like, "Why is
2: that on the Fair. Monopoly board?" <laughs> when I was like five,
0: that's where my aunt and uncle used to live.
2: Oh yeah, nice. It's a pretty place. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well done. Uh, those are also the most commonly landed on spaces due to their proximity to the jail. Yeah, which I thought was interesting.
1: Oh. Yeah, I guess that makes sense because like your first roll out would be, I mean, if the closest number you get a seven, that puts you right on the orange ones. Right. I also thought it was because it was like the first roll or two from go just starts you out. But the jail one makes sense, too.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because you'll end up at jail more than you will at go uh, if you're like going around the board. Yeah. Or like you'll pass by it or pass through it statistically more, I think. But yeah, nice work. Two points to Ryan.
1: Alright, I have Stu with five points, Rachel with twelve, and myself with thirteen. So, it is close. And Rachel, it is your turn.
0: Okay, so this one should be... Well, I thought the other round was going to be impossible, so maybe this one is the impossible round. Who knows, really, with my (laughs) rounds? Um,
1: No take-backs. It's all, like,
0: guessing game. (laughs) Toss-up in the air, and hope you know the trivia. So... I have, you know, kind of similar. A few episodes ago, Stu had talked about um, interesting names for, like, foods around the world. Mm-hmm. And it got me thinking, what are, you know, different names for things that we regularly use in our everyday lives here? So I only used Anglo- um, English-speaking countries. And the question is, I'm either going to give you the name, the term that we use here and ask for the term commonly used in another country, which I will specify, or I'm going to give you the term that's used there and ask you to tell me what it is.
2: I love this.
1: There's I absolutely no way we can screw up the pronunciation on one of these again. <laughs> these are
0: all English-speaking countries.
1: Yeah, so is Neeps and Taties and we screwed that one up. Taddies. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, these are ones I've also personally heard.
2: Perfect. I'm so excited for this. This is, like, what I wanted to do with mine, but I just <laughs> went in the food direction specifically.
0: Like with my other round, question number three is a little different, which I'll give instructions. I mean, excuse me, question number four is different, and I'll give instructions when we get to it. Okay. If you're in in England, and somebody says they're going to the tube, where are they going? Ryan. Go ahead, Ryan. The subway. That is correct. Two points to you.
1: Going on the subway. Their payment system is so much better than ours. (laughs) I have my oyster card here somewhere. <laughs> so.
0: Question number two. Here, if you say, hey, do you think my pants look cute? Somebody in England is going to look at you in horror. What does it mean in England if you say pants? Stew. Go ahead, Stu.
2: Uh, underwear.
0: That is correct.
2: I have I have a book called the Pants Book, and it is all about <laughs> it's it's a it's a book from the UK, and yeah, it's a whole bunch of different like rhymings uh, of pants, and it's pants adorable. I just love it. Yeah, big pants, really pants, big pants, small <laughs> pants. <laughs>
0: Question number three: If you're in England and somebody points at the road and says, "Oh look, there's a lorry," what does that mean?
1: A lorry.
2: Stu? Go ahead, Stu. Is this a roundabout?
0: It is not a roundabout.
1: Oh, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> a stoplight.
0: It is not. This is a like a truck, like a oh, semi.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, a lorry. So, like an 18 wheeler style or like. Yeah, like kind semi? of like that. Tractor truck semi trailer. Yeah.
0: Okay, question number four. This one, you guys are both going to answer. It's a yes or no question. Are dinner and supper the same thing? Okay, Stu, go ahead first. No. Ryan? Yes. Two points to Stu. No. No. They are not the same thing. Um, while some people might try to use them interchangeably, supper refers to an informal family meal, while dinner refers to something that is more formal.
1: Uh, Aha, but they're used interchangeably in America, because there is have no a, formalities here. Because formality <laughs> and respect mean nothing. <laughs> right? There's
0: just chaos. There's just um, in
1: front of the TV. Yeah, there's just disrespect. <laughs> oh
0: my god, it's so true. Um... <laughs> I actually also have a bonus question, which I actually thought was a little too difficult, but I just want to do it for no points. Okay. If you go to Glasgow, Scotland, and somebody says, do you want a ginger, what do they mean?
1: It's either whiskey or maybe a cookie. (laughs) (laughs) Stew. any Um,
0: thoughts? This is, this is for no points.
2: Yeah, my first thought was a beer.
0: Actually, you're both wrong. This is a soda.
2: Oh, man. Uh.
0: I saw this in a Reddit thread discussion about whether you call things pop or soda. And people were going off about how some parts of the South, it's everything is just Coke. Uh
2: All right. That's dude. that is the most. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. It's so weird. And somebody was like, "Just wait till you hear about places in the UK that just call it fizz." And then somebody below is like, "Oh, but wait, it gets even better. If you go specifically to Glasgow, Scotland, they call it ginger."
2: Huh. <laughs> weird. Is that I just because like ginger ale might have been like prevalent or whatever? Right. So they- I
0: have no idea the background on it but i just thought it was just kind of funny about this thread devolving and at the end of it i was like well calling everything coke isn't that bad
1: <laughs> coke is coke
0: coke <laughs> is coke but it, but if you're in certain parts of the south it might also be sprite or any other soda that is on hand
2: that's right or pepsi yeah yeah <laughs> sorry in in the same similar vein as these questions rachel do you guys know what the dunny is it's an australian term
0: no, mm,
2: no,
1: it's the toilet. Oh, <laughs> and I thought what? that that was hilarious. <laughs>
0: Never heard that,
1: Spin, and <laughs> spins the other way.
0: I'm so sorry to all of our listeners who have to hear my weird sound effects. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right uh scores into the going into the last round Stu with nine rachel with 12 myself with 15 uh but we're gonna go into uh it's a big it's a big milestone base 10 70 episodes so i figured we had to bring back one of the classics one of the all-time bests this is give a movie a midnight snack
0: Yes. Oh, Jesus. Yes, where, yes, yes. This is a, oh, God. Uh,
1: before and after style, a mashup style round where uh, this was inspired by the Twitter hashtag Give a Movie a Midnight Snack, where you combine the name of a movie with the name of a snack, food, something of the sort. And uh, it's an all around good time. So, four questions there. I'll give you one question prompt, and then you have to give me the answer, the mashup of the movie. And the, uh, the food. And I think all of these are a pure before and after. There aren't like... There's not like the, the like Lord of the Onion Rings. Like These are all, okay. I think, true before and after. So, question number one. One is on the run and one is on the chase. Riddled with fraud, topped with pistachios, and filled with ricotta, this con man casually finds himself enjoying this Sicilian delicacy. <laughs> Two. Stew, catch me if you cannoli yeah
0: <laughs> oh I, could, I forgot the name of cannolis like I got the movie immediately and I was like I can picture it I can't remember what they're called
1: one's on the run one's on the chase riddled with fraud topped with pistachios and filled with ricotta this con man casually finds himself enjoying this Sicilian delicacy that catch me if you cannoli two points to stew there question number two this third string quarterback has one last chance to make a difference on the field. Maybe he should share this dessert favorite topped with syrup, whipped cream, and maraschino cherries with his unforgiving coach, Al Pacino.
0: Oh, um, mm, mm, I know the speech. I know the speech.
1: This third string quarterback has
0: one but last chance. Life's a game of inches. Have you, have you guys ever heard, seen the movie? Mm. Uh-huh. No. Nick's speech.
1: <laughs> the third string. So quarterback Ryan knows
0: exact knows that I know the movie.
1: Has one last chance to make a difference on the field. Maybe he should share this dessert favorite topped with syrup, whipped cream, and maraschino cherries with his unforgiving coach Al. Oh, Rachel. Pacino. Rachel.
0: Any given Sunday.
1: Yeah. Oh, topped with syrup. Oh, I guess chocolate syrup. Yeah. Okay. Any oh. given Sunday.
0: That nice. took a lot of my me- of my brain cells away <laughs> trying to find that. I don't know if I'll get them back, but they were sacrificed for the good of trivia.
1: The <laughs> trivia for the good of Sundays. <laughs> two points to Rachel there. Question number three: When two musicians witness the St. Valentine's Day massacre, they become desperate to get out of Chicago and find a paying gig. The only option is to disguise themselves in an all-girl band. The heat is on. Probably from the microwave, where these meaty turnovers are, quote, irresistibly hot. When two musicians witness the St. Valentine's Day massacre, they, only, they become desperate to get out of Chicago and find a paying gig. The only option is to disguise themselves in an all-girl band. The heat is on. Probably from the microwave, where these meaty turnovers are, quote, irresistibly hot.
0: Rachel? Rachel. Some Like It Hot pockets?
1: Yes. Oh, man, nice. It has
0: been <laughs> so long since I've seen it Some Like It Hot. It is an old movie and it is so funny. It is one of the funniest films I've ever seen.
1: Marilyn it is Monroe. A great movie.
0: Marilyn wow. Monroe, but it's it's a really really funny funny <laughs> movie.
1: Some Like It Hot pockets. <laughs> Caliente Parkett. I got stuck on pizza rolls and I got <laughs> Alright, question number four. The last question of the game. When this young teen is bullied relentlessly and is barely saved by an unlikely mentor, he finds himself with a new focus, yet not fully understanding what painting fences and detailing cars has to do with one of the key ingredients in many classic Creole dishes. When this young teen is bullied relentlessly and is barely saved by an unlikely mentor, he finds himself with a new focus yet not fully understanding what painting fences and detailing cars has to do with one of the key ingredients in many classic Creole dishes. I could give you an entirely different one (laughs) based on that. um... (sighs) I mean, it's either right or it's right. No, no, (laughs) no i'll let rachel
2: have a stab at it while i think for a moment
0: (laughs) i'm stuck on gumbo and i know it's not right because you said ingredients (laughs) yep and then i'm on collard greens which is also a dish
1: When this young teen is bullied relentlessly and is barely saved by an unlikely mentor, he finds himself with a new focus, yet not fully understanding what painting fences and detailing cars has to do with one of the key ingredients in many classic Creole dishes. I I
2: don't have the the food portion of it right, but I'm going to say it anyways. Is this Karate Kid
1: Cuisine? (laughs) No, but that's really funny. (laughs) Rachel? Rachel.
0: Karate kidney beans?
1: Yes. Oh my gosh.
0: I, I i that that one needs to be split with stew because I had no idea on the movie before then. I could list out all the ingredients I thought of, but I had no idea on the movie, so that one absolutely needs to be at least split.
1: Fine. <laughs> it will make a difference in the end. So one point to each. But uh Ooh. yeah teen bullied, saved by an unlikely mentor, Mr. Miyagi. He finds himself with a new focus, but not understanding what painting fences and detailing cars wax on, wax off has to do with one of the key ingredients in many classic Creole dishes. This would be the karate kidney beans. (laughs) (laughs) Ow. And uh, that is the end of the game where the scores are stew with 12 and 15 to 17. Rachel taking it. Woo! Nice job!
0: I'm on a roll lately. This is surprising.
2: Yeah, with your two extra points, I mean, if you didn't get those bonus points, it would have been a tiebreaker.
1: No, that was (laughs) I I know, I know.
0: Oh, so it actually was nineteen to fifteen. Thank you for the correction, Ryan, on your own math. Okay, thank you so much for a wonderful show, guys.
1: Glad we're not competitive, right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I just want accurate accounting.
1: Duly noted. We'll send it to (laughs) accounts. Uh, That is the end of the game, and uh, we can get to a couple picks where each of us give a movie, game, experience from the cooler that we recommend you check out. And uh, Rachel, today you have a pick.
0: So I'm back working in the office for better or worse, and uh, something that I love my office has is I have a huge, massive, and amazing.
1: XXL. Do you like movies?
0: <laughs> do you like organization? Do you like drawing? Do you like things that make you feel neat? Do you like things that make you feel productive? And do you like things that are double XL? Then I think it's time for you to revisit whiteboards.
1: Ah, I love whiteboards. <laughs>
0: i think they are amazing for organizing your work stuff instead of having some little list somewhere you've got glaring right in front of you everything you need to do and when your project tracker your client tracker your need to do tracker all right in front of you without taking up any of your desk space or your computer screen
1: nice also shout out to misinformation and right. the callback from when they were on. Uh, we need to have them back
0: on soon. And honestly, a good whiteboard, you could also probably project Magic Mike XXL <laughs> on your whiteboard. <laughs> Just saying. That's, that's what else true. would
1: that's you use team. a whiteboard for? Right. It's gotta, already XXL. You know,
0: <laughs> why go nice. big when you could go XXL?
1: <laughs> Indeed. And get Wait.
0: off your Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> And get on your Expo markers.
1: Oh, my God. Pretty clever. <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> Whiteboards are the best. Get a whiteboard.
0: I love that. They They're
1: pretty
0: sweet. <laughs> Plus, they harken back to, like, drawing on... Whiteboards in schools, for me, did not come along until I was later on in my schooling. I definitely remember the days of chalkboards. Oh, what? Yeah. Um. What? I also spent a good portion of my childhood in a very small town. I, I spent a good portion a of my school.
1: of my young education in terrible school districts. <laughs> oh, I I remember whiteboards the whole time. <laughs> oh man,
0: I remember we cut. We would have to go outside and do the the erasers on the chalkboards, clap them together, but we got in trouble <laughs> oh if we clapped gosh. them against the school because they left marks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, dude, you guys were classy out in the cornfields. I, I guess so. Yeah, we just uh.
2: I don't know. Maybe, maybe we figured we don't need to breathe in more more harmful things for us around all the fertilizer. <laughs> Fair. So,
0: I highly recommend it. It's really helpful for organization.
1: Very cool. Well, yeah, we'll uh, we'll find a link to one in in particular. But uh, yeah, go get a big whiteboard, XXL white XXL whiteboard. That'll do you good. If nothing else, you can project Magic Mike on it. <laughs> uh Stu, you also have a pick i do yeah <laughs> um
2: so mine is actually it's a drawing tablet uh so it's not i wish it was a, a wacom or a wacom i don't know how to pronounce that company uh those are super expensive and they're also really nice but this is a cheaper alternative uh for anybody who doesn't have thousands of dollars to spend yeah. on a freaking drawing tablet uh, <laughs> this is an XP dash pen, uh, drawing tablet specifically. I have the artist, uh, 12 series, but Ooh. so, I mean, honestly, pricing wise, it's pretty affordable if you want a drawing tablet and you want to mess around with it, all things considered, uh, it comes with everything that you'd like it to do. And it, it's a legitimate monitor. It's an HDMI monitor with drawing capabilities and a pen, uh, that is decent quality or at least enough to get into it if you've ever wanted to actually use a drawing tablet i this actually pairs extremely well with uh, an older pick of mine uh a sprite because this is what i use to make pixel art when i when i do it because it's so much more fun to color in the dots one by one
1: uh, (laughs) with the drawing
2: tablet than anything else but yeah no this (laughs) is uh this thing is pretty great like honestly all things considered i'm very impressed with it and it's i mean i've had it for uh, god i don't know nine months now and i really enjoy it i don't use it as much as i should but it's just because i don't have time to draw as much
1: nice yeah i have a little like not the big like full legit wacom tablet and yeah i don't know if it's wacom or wacom but uh i do have one of the little ones that's just like the blank like touchpad and then it connects in and i i used to i I haven't done it in a while it's one of those things i'm always wanting to get back to but i'm slow to but for a while i used to do like digital art in photoshop and i would use the wacom tablet and just sketch in it and do all that and really really enjoyed it um this looks really cool though but it it never had like the the actual one-to-one screen it's just a like a blank like black pad that you scratch on.
2: Right. I actually had one of those too. It was like a light blue one uh, back in the day, back in high school and stuff. And like, I thought it was really cool, but like I wanted the screen. Yeah. Yeah. I I've always wanted something that I can visually see and touch on and draw on. That's a digital thing. Uh, Cause I just thought that that would be so much cooler, but they've been expensive for a long time, but you know what, this thing ain't that bad. If you want to try it, I thoroughly recommend it.
1: Nice. What do you think the price is? I'm I'm trying to find one off the top of my head. Yeah, I uh, quick.
2: Yeah. Um it is so if you get the Artist Display 12, which is what I have, it's $200. So compared to the yeah, Wacom so tablets of, you know, like I think their cheapest model is like 900 or 1000, uh you know, for something that's like close to the same size, yeah. all things considered you know does it have quite the touch sensitivity technically not but it has a really good amount of touch sensitivity given its its price point and its quality so and it comes with everything that you need so it's not like you have to buy any extra crap with it or anything it comes with the glove it comes with the pen and all the cables and all that stuff so i I mean honestly if you're interested in it i would definitely recommend this as a good intro for a drawing tablet
1: yeah this one's awesome this one that i have which is again just like the blank connector one is like 60 bucks and it's probably i don't know six by eight inches or something but to do it legit like yeah you you really want like a big thing like that it's cheaper than an ipad which is awesome yeah it's
2: way cheaper than an ipad it can't do as much but i mean worst case scenario you prop it up on a stand and you've got
1: another monitor with you (laughs) (laughs) another way to watch magic mike yeah there you go (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Isn't that
0: all that matters? <laughs>
1: it <laughs> is Magic all that Mike matters. and
0: Trivia. You <laughs> can all go XXL. <laughs>
1: uh very cool. That's the XP Pen Artist Series 12. Um, and we'll put a link to it. Uh that's awesome um yeah and if you're listening in and you have suggestions for a round topic or anything like that uh send it our way at things that got wrong at gmail.com or message us uh twitter or instagram at things that got wrong uh also the website things got wrong check out all the past episodes show notes and more uh the next episode will be out in mid-july so stick tuned for that and uh thanks again to the team here Stu and rachel
0: thanks guys thank you,
1: thank you. I mean, it's, it's a big deal. Like 70 episodes, and especially, I mean, thank you to you both. I know life is incredibly busy, especially for the both of you separately. Like, <laughs> it's, there's a lot going on, and uh, we've been churning through some episodes. I feel like each episode is better than the last, and uh, just uh, it's a fun time.
0: Thanks. It's really a, it. Trivia is always a wonderful break from the internal monologue that happens when I'm trying to deal with everything else in life, which is just internal screaming.
1: This is fine, dog. (laughs) Right.
0: And it is is my movement to the table to say this is fine. And then after trivia, I have to walk back out into the fire and try to convince myself it's still fine. Oh, my God.
1: Life is busy. Life is always crazy. But uh, trivia is always a nice little solace and always a good time. I mean, the most important thing about trivia is just getting together with friends and having a good time. That's right. So absolutely we hope you uh listening feel the same and are enjoying your time listening to us and uh know that it is a community and we love hearing from you and love that and you know it is it is very much a two-way street so yeah thank you to that thank you to the listeners all that stuff and uh until the next time we'll see you later bye everybody ciao 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 <laughs> au revoir
0: you're getting better nice